Hi, Jack. How's it going, mate? Hi, Ross. You okay? Yeah, I'm, very, I'm doing very well, thanks. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming on. Um, so for those who are listening now, this is something we're going to try um, at Soccer Park. We're going to do sort of a, a player series. Um, and basically just to give everyone sort of listening, you know, whether that be players, parents, um, just an idea of sort of what, you know, this experience entails. We're going to sort of, you know, try and talk to sort of current college players, ex-college players, players who went on to play and just get an idea of basically, you know, what you're in for and what to expect um, and hopefully some advice along the way. So um, we've got sort of our first episode. We're going to kick us off. Um, Ross Dickinson here. Um, you know, Ross is 22, uh, senior now at Embry Riddle University or should I say Aeronautical University in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. So he's going to go into his last, uh, last semester now, last season. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Ross, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, no worries at all. I think uh, what you're doing here, this resource is um, something I wish I had before coming out here, you know, so people can gain, uh, players and parents alike, can gain a little bit more knowledge about what to expect of actually coming out here. That's it. So, touching on, obviously, just introduce you quite briefly there. Um, if you'd like to sort of give people listening a little bit better, better idea about yourself, um, you know, maybe your history and your past from England as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'll, I'll just do a little bit of background about myself. So prior to coming out to the US, I played for Rotherham United and I worked through worked my way up through their academy system. For a, I was there for about 10 years total. Um, I also played for their youth team for two years, you know, broke, broke into some reserve team matches with the first team and stuff. Um, but at the end of the two years, I wasn't offered a contract, you know, as gutting as that was at that time when I was 18, you know, it's, it's very much tunnel vision at that age all you care about is getting the contract um but with hindsight now knowing where I am I'm in a very positive place I've been playing at a good level of football for the past four years and I've also got a degree in aerospace engineering so the possibilities are truly endless at the minute and you know with hindsight it's probably one of the best things that actually happened to me getting released to Rotherham but if you had told me that when I was 18 then you know I wouldn't have believed the word you were saying well, that's it. You know, when it's the same for me when I got when I didn't get my contract at eighteen, you you kind of that's your whole world, and you don't really, you know, you're quite close minded. You don't really think there's anything else out there for you, um, which is completely not the case. And it's uh, it's definitely something that you know if if you jump it, if you run it, it can change your life as it has as it has ours. Now, that's one I sort of start with. If you is talk to you about your how do we say your sort of mentality, your approach. Um, and your expectations, really, to, you know, what the States was going to be like, the level, um, and what, what you were basically going into. I mean, I was a little bit sceptical about the whole idea of flying halfway across the world away from, you know, the comforts at home and moving away from my parents, my family, my friends, uh, coming out to the US. And I didn't know what to expect culturally. Um, I'd never been to the US prior to uh, actually moving here for college. And I didn't know what to expect from the standard of football, like you said then. Um, you know, obviously in, in the UK, we have good academy systems. But out here, I, I had no background knowledge as to what to expect. But, you know, from day from day dot, you quickly learn that the standard is very good because the majority of players that are out here have played at good academy levels back home. So the standard is very high within the league. And um, also because... The, the way that you make it to professional level out here in the US is you have to go through a college system um, before and then you get drafted. 
So that means the, you know, they pump in a lot of money to the schools to make sure the facilities are absolutely top notch um, for all of its athletes. You know, the facilities I've got now are That's just it. as good, if not better than what I had back at Rotherham when I was 18. And that's the thing as well. You touched on there, the, the academies that sort of people have been at and the levels they've been at. The thing I think helps with that is sort of the um, diversity, not just all English or all Americans, you know, they're from all sorts around the world. And you pick stuff up, like, you know, I found anyway, a lot of the sort of South Americans on our team were, you know, extremely technically good, a lot of flair, um, you know, and, and you'd sort of pick stuff up from sort of each culture, uh, if you like, from, from different players. And it, it kind of, it really adds to it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, like you said, there's a lot of cultural um, variety within the teams and the league itself. We have, the majority of our players are from Europe, um, with mainly a focus of Scandinavia, so like Sweden, Norway. We also have a couple of German kids and, uh, you know, venturing out a bit more, we have South Americans and there's all, obviously some US citizens that are thrown in the mixer as well. So there's a good variety of people. And, um, you know, with that as well, there's the added benefit of I have friends across the world now. So uh, they'd, they'd be more than happy to look after me for a week if I wanted a, a holiday over there somewhere. Save a bit of money in hotels. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you keep mentioning there the league. So break it down because we get asked a lot of questions about this and, you know, we do our best to answer them. But I think it'd be good for you to sort of shed some, shed some light on this. So you've obviously got your D1, D2, D3 and NIA. Um, those are different divisions. But... You know, what would you say the difference is, um, you know, from your sort of standpoint? I mean, before coming out here, I, I obviously was aware of the leagues, but I didn't really know much detail as to what they actually meant. Um, originally, I thought, you know, D1 must be equivalent to the Premier League, D2 must be equivalent to the Championship and, you know, so on. But it's not that case at all, really. It's more entirely to do with the, the population of students at each school. So D1 is generally... Uh, big state schools with 20 to you know 100,000 students, maybe even more. Um, and then D2 is slightly lesser students and then NAIA is even fewer. But with regards to the standard of football, you know, there's not much correlation there between the size of a school and the standard of football that you're playing at. And generally for D2 and NAIA and D3, there's more money for international students because with the D1 schools, they reserve a lot of their scholarship money for U.S. citizens. So when you're playing in D2 and NAIA, um, there's a wider variety of players, I'd say. And they've obviously all come from very good levels back home with uh, within their academy systems and stuff. That's it. And then obviously touching on, sort of moving on from that, you know, keep mentioning now the level and the standards um, that you've become sort of acquainted to playing out there. So... What have you seen? Um, obviously, you're ending up, you're finishing up now last uh, semester, but from you know your four years, what have you seen? The opportunities from teammates and you know current sort of students, what they go on to do um, after graduating in terms of um, football as well as sort of um, with their degrees. Definitely, I know personally a few players that were in my team when I first came. They've they've gone on to play professionally back home. Um, you know, you've done it yourself as well. You you went through the college system and then went on to play professionally. So. If that's something that you're wanting to do, you're wanting to come out here, get a degree, play at a good level, and then go on to play professionally, um, you know, that is definitely a possibility uh, if, if that's what you want to do. Um, but for me, I think I'm, you know, I've got a degree in aerospace engineering now and I'm, I'm applying for, for masters. That's what I'm cu currently looking at. 
staying out here and doing a master's degree. And that's the thing, you know, you, you have those options and it's the freedom then to choose and make those decisions um, as it comes at you. But that, like you said, you know, when I got released, I, I, it became difficult to see myself playing um, as a professional again. And it, it, you know, if you work hard and it happens, you know, you do well, it, it will, it can happen for you. And um, I was in the NIA and it, it, you know, it's like we said, it's, it's not really um, any different from D1 or D2. It's, it's, if you're good enough, you will get picked up. And that's what we try to stress the players is like, there is a stigma around going to the States. I know um, I had it and I'm sure you did as well when, you know, you leave your clubs and you say to people, oh, I'm going to go study and play in America. They, they assume that that's it. You know, football there for you is kind of being put on the back burner and that you're pursuing other, other sort of avenues and routes. And it's not the case. You know, I was still very focused on football, but like you said, it's the back of the green. Again, you know, nowadays a degree, um, as much as an international degree from the uni in the States is very coveted, it's uh, it's more common nowadays to get a degree. A lot of a lot of people when they finish their A levels or B tech or you know um, education at eighteen, they they look to go to university. It's a lot more common than, than it was you know, thirty years ago. So it's something that is quite important to get. And if you can do that whilst playing at a good level, I say it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah, like you said, it's you get the chances to play. Yeah, I mean, sorry for interrupting you there, but it's it's literally two birds with one stone. Um, at some point, whether you make it as a professional or not, your career is going to end. Um, so having that safety net of a degree, you know, just opens so, so many more doors for you um, once your football career is done with. And that's it. And then moving on from that, obviously, we've now we've mentioned the degree is, you know, talk to me a bit about your degree. Obviously, I did exercise science um, and I was quite sure on that from an early stage. But I know your degree is a little bit more unorthodox to some others that go out. Talk to me about how you kind of came into you know uh, pursuing that yeah I mean my, my school is very big in the aviation industry and uh, I ended up pursuing a degree in aerospace engineering prior to coming out here I had very little interest in the av- aviation industry and you know I wasn't a, a math god or anything like that but um, I remember quite vividly actually my first semester I was taking a physics course and I ended up calling my dad I was like there's no way I can do this it's just too hard it's way too hard, but four years down the line, here I am, and I'm six months away from graduating with uh, with that degree. So, all it all it requires is time management, hard work, and you know the possibilities are endless. In back back in England, I don't think I could have even made a transition. Um, at Rotherham, I was doing a BTEC, and I think if I had stayed in England, it wouldn't have even been possible for me to do a degree in aerospace engineering without doing A-levels first. And that would have put me an extra year or two behind. But coming out here, that is an option. And so as long as you're, you're willing to put in the work and, you know, the, there's the facilities, there's the faculty here, they're all in place to help you become, become a well-rounded person, both athletically and academically. And that's what I, you know, is, is one of the main things to me is that you said two things. There. I said one, about time management is so important because again you're juggling playing full time um, at a good level every day you know you're pushing yourself and then again you've got a degree and you know you have to have time for a social life and things as well and it's making sure that you are able to um, you know put into perspective what are your priorities in life what do you sort of want to get out of the experience uh, because you know it make it helps you grow up quite quickly you get thrown in like we said at the deep end and you can't just uh, get mum and dad to fix everything once you get there it's up to you then to sort of um, take the reins and 
look after yourself, which sounds daunting, but it's the best thing you'll do because you have to do it sometime. You might as well, um, you know, get it, get it out of the way and, and, and um, learn that independence. And then another thing, obviously, that you said there as well is that um, opportunities are endless. Opportunities are endless. You keep repeating that. And I can't stress it enough. You know, if you have that mindset and you have that sort of vision, you are able to push on because the people around you, it's a support network. They want to see you do well. They want to see you win. Um, and in England, it's not always the case um, where a coach sometimes looking out for the best interest and it's just about their results. Or like I said, if you get injured, that could be it for you. Um, people aren't always too concerned. But here you know, in the States, you're, you're a student athlete and they understand that coming as both and they want to make sure that you come out of it better than you came in. And that's, that's the key because... Um, and like we always we say as well, if you, people who want to do well and they have that little bit of fire in them and they, they push themselves, people will help be the wind behind them as well. They'll, they'll have that support network like your teammates and your friends or whatever. Um, and just touching on that, I know we've spoken before about sort of your experience with when you got there. How was it for you in terms of the team environment, getting looked after, whether that be on the pitch or, you know, with help with your classes and from teachers or teammates? How was that? I mean, right from the get-go, the the older lads that were in the team, you know, the sophomores and the seniors, they took me under their wing and um, showed me the right path, you know, how to sign on for classes. Um, at that time, you know, it's quite a daunting task. Like I, I had no idea what I was signing up for uh, with the classes. You know, they helped me through that. And prior to coming out here, you know, I'd, I'd been talking to them for weeks in advance. I knew uh, the players that I was going to be living with for pre-season. Uh, you know, they always make sure that, you house up with uh, one of the current players before coming out here. So that, that helped me relax a little bit, helped my parents relax a, bit, a little bit because they knew I was going to go stay with someone that, you know, it wasn't going to be awkward because I've been talking to them for, for weeks in advance. Um, and then right from the get-go, you learn that it is, you know, the standard is high. The players are very good. We're training pretty much every day, um, sometimes a couple of times a day with mixed in with weight training as well. So, uh, it's it's intense. It requires a lot of lot of energy and work rate. But um, like we said, it, it is an excellent opportunity, and it just turns you into a, a much more mature and developed person as a whole. That's it. And then you know, moving on from that, like you said, you, you know, your parents were quite relaxed about everything. Then when they sort of spoke, and you can realise, you know, you're talking to a human being at the end of the day. Because sometimes when it's so far away, and America's such a long way away, it can sometimes like, what am I getting into? I know that. Um, I was very excited. I didn't have any fear, actually. When I got on the plane, I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, nothing in my mind, uh, you know, I had no negative thoughts at all. Um, there was no worry. But as soon as that sort of, you know, the plane started to take off, it did hit me like, oh, you know, this is real. And it's nice to have, you know, your little soften the bow a little bit and people are there to, to sort of help you and welcome you in a bit better. Yeah, and that, that role's now transitioned onto me. You know, obviously I'm a senior now, so that role is now in my hands to make sure the new lads coming in feel welcomed and, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to help them get off to the best possible start. It is very much like a close-knit family, really, the team. Um, we, we look after each other and make sure we're all on the right path, you know, whether it's with classes or with, with football as well. That's it. And that's, that's, that's what you said there. It's, it's very much a team environment and you build... It's effectively you get brothers almost uh, the things that you, you go with them and the long away trips and the hotels and the ups and downs you build those bonds for life and it is it's it's exciting it's nice to have. Um, just added on to that as well, it's not just the players that you're playing with currently. You know, there's 
there's a whole network of players that played for the team years prior to you being there. And uh, for my team, our head coach, he's been there for a good 20 years now, but he always makes sure that um, every two to four years, all of the alumni, um, alumni people have, have graduated from the school and that went through the soccer team. Um, we, you know, we have a big reunion. So we've, I've, I've met people that uh, played for the team 10, 15 years ago. And because I'm part of the team now, you know, they want to help me find a job. They want to make sure I've got a career set uh, for when I graduate, you know, it's it's not just the players you're playing with now. There's a, a real close, close-knit community there. You're part of a, a, a larger family than you think. That's it. And that's that's uh, something quite unique, I'd say, to sort of the US system and culture is that they, they do that for you. Um, so just touching on a few more things we'll cover um, to sort of give the most information we can to people listening. Um, so obviously you've had your injury. Um and I just want you to touch on a little bit how that was for you in terms of your recovery and getting looked after. Um, as you know how it is as a footballer, getting injured is, is you know, one of your biggest fears is it can end your career. Um, and then again, uh, I want to talk a little bit about obviously red shirting because I think, you know, I didn't know, a lot of people won't know what a red shirt is. So if you can touch on those sort of things, I think that'd be great. Yeah, so last season was meant to be my, my senior year, but in, in the pre-season I got... I suffered from quite a serious injury and it was quite an uncommon case, really. It's called the core injury. And uh, essentially, my lower abdomen uh, was very badly injured. And, um, you know, it took us a little while to actually find out what it was because it, it was quite an uncommon injury. Uh, but eventually, we found a number of people. There was only three surgeons in the entire country uh, that were, were able to execute this uh, this procedure. And... You know, the school, they don't have the NHS system over here, so it's all based through insurance policies and stuff. But the school has a very thorough and uh, broad insurance policy for, for its athletes. You know, they take very good care of you. And, you know, when we found out what it was, uh, I, they flew me up to Philadelphia, a good three hours uh, flight journey, 1,000 miles in a car from Florida. And they, they put me up in a, in a hotel with one of the trainers for three nights. And, you know, the first night checking in, second day we went in to, you know, meet the, meet the surgeon, talk, talk me through the procedure. Then the next day I had the surgery and then I, I flew home. And, you know, I, all I had to do was sign, sign a little consent form and, you know, all of the work surrounding that and all of the money uh, to go ahead with the procedure was taking care of the university. So, you know, they really do cater for you well. And they, um, you know, my, my head coach and team were there for me the whole way through. And, That's you know, I never it. once felt left out. And, uh, you know, I, I was always going to training and matches um, post-surgery. I was always getting checked up on. And, you know, I just can't thank the university enough, really, for, for the care that they showed me. That's it. And again, you said, like, you had your red shirt. It's important that... You know, you, you weren't just left um, to fend for yourself because I think that is it, it's quite common in football. Um, you're at the end of the day, it's a results-driven business, and you are a performance, and it's quite easy to sort of slip into that um, realm of just being a number and just being a, another body, a piece of meat. And it's nice in, in America, they, they the college system, they they see you as both um, as a student and an athlete, like I've said before. So, and like I said, the care you got. Um, it's, it's refreshing to hear. It's nice to hear that, you know, people, because again, you're, you're not, you're not exactly close to home. You can't just nip home when things go, don't go well. Yeah, I mean, so, 
Um, Sorry about that. Uh, with, with regards to the red shirt, so, then, um, um, yeah, I'll just shared you. a bit more light on that because when you come out here, you only have four years of eligibility to play. And if you're injured for the majority of your main season, you miss like a good bunch of games, then there is an option to file for a red shirt, which essentially means that season is wiped and then you can use that season of eligibility the following year, which is what I'm doing now. And to be honest, I wish I, I wish I had a number of more years to play out here because, you know, it is amazing and I'm I'm definitely not ready to leave. <laughs> well, that's what we're saying, you know. Talk to us a little bit now specifically and uh, actually um, about you in terms of your experience. Now, in terms of Embry-Riddle, it's in Daytona Beach, Florida. Now, I, my, I went to Tennessee, um, which as lovely as it was, you know, it was an exceptional experience up in the mountains and I got to do some amazing things and travel to a lot of places as well, most states actually. But talk to me about Florida, you know, the, the lifestyle there and how that's been. Yeah, I mean, all, all you need to do is a quick know, Google search of Daytona Beach and then you will see for yourself that it's like living in a, um, a holiday brochure. It's just, be, you know, white sand beaches, palm trees and, you know, where I'm living now is literally five minutes away from the beach. Um, so I spend quite a bit of time up there on the weekends. And that's exactly, and, and like you said, it's um, picturesque and it's a nice environment to be in in terms of, you know, you're doing your football alongside that. It's it's uh, it's something you can't conceive is because is, it sounds, I don't know about you, but when I was sort of getting talked through it uh, initially, okay, I didn't go to Florida, but I got to go to some pretty incredible I mean, it's a, a completely different lifestyle, you know, waking up good to be true. for school or work back in England. It's, it's rainy, it's miserable outside. And then when I wake up here, you know, I've, I've always got a smile on my face because I know it's going to be, 20 odd degrees outside the sun is beaming and you know it just puts you in a positive mood and yeah exactly i mean i'm i'm a redhead so i need the i need the factor 50 to keep me safe but <laughs> yeah i mean well i'm definitely you know jealous nonetheless but um, it's yeah like you said it's it's something you can't really describe but Okay, moving into sort of our last little bit here. I want to, I want to talk now of you a little bit, going back to the beginning, how you got out there. Um, we obviously talked about your experience. How did that go about, obviously, getting released? And then you had to assess your options. Like you said, pick yourself back up. What was your process in getting... To be honest, Matt, the, the experience that I had was, was quite tedious and frustrating at times, actually. I mean, I signed on with an agency um, and, you know, they did the standard trial game. They clipped some footage and sent it off to a number of coaches across the US. But I was very much in the dark as to, you know, who exactly were they sending this footage off to. I didn't know which colleges, you know, they had they had access to or good relationships with. Um, there wasn't very much communication with regards to that aspect of things. And for a number of players there, you know, they didn't get offered anything. And to that agency, it didn't really matter to them because, you know, once they got your money, uh, they've done their job. Um, so fortunately enough, I, I did get a good offer and I took it in the end. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. You know, it's difficult in our, you know, we don't know as footballers, you don't always get treated the best way and people do sometimes look at you and think, you know, what can I get? What can I get from that player? How can I benefit from him? And it's, um, 
it's not probably the way to go about this, especially when it's not just moving to a player to a club. It's moving them halfway across the world uh, for quite a, a, a you know, long period of time away from home. So you've got to make sure that they... Um, you know that they're not just getting herded through uh, like sheep. Almost, it is. It is a personal experience. It is something where they can, you know, feel like they're they're trusting you because uh, they effectively are trusting and putting a large part of their life in your hands. And it's important that. Um, yeah, it's it's a daunting task ultimately for a young eighteen-year-old to make the decision to come out here. So you want to be filled with confidence that your agency is doing the absolute best they can. And you know, once that seed of doubt is there you know, it is, it makes the decision that little bit harder. And I think that's where you guys come into play because obviously you've just come out of the college system yourself. You know, you're fresh out of it. You understand how everything works and you, you're now wanting to give back because there's definitely that niche in the market where, um, you know, they're not, a lot of agencies aren't giving that extra care to the players. And I think this alone, the podcast is an excellent resource for people because, you know, it illustrates that you're willing to go that extra mile in order to share current and ex-players' experiences so you can, um, you know, give more background knowledge for players to actually know what to expect when they get out here. That's it. And, you know, we are, yes, we're just going to make it, basically, what we would have liked thinking about when we were going out, what we would have sort of um, been interested in, the resources we'd like to have is trying to sort of give those people and... Um, flip the script a little bit and, and kind of uh, mix it up. and um, Yeah, it's that, it's that genuine transparency sort of about out. what to expect out here. So getting, you know, your experience will have been completely different to mine, but overall, it's been an amazing opportunity and I'm so, so happy that I decided to do this. And that's the thing, I think you just said there, transparency. That's what I like about this sort of setup. It is a conversation. You know, this isn't a formal interview. Um, this isn't where we've given you questions. This is just a conversation uh, where people can really hear um, the truth from your eyes. I think that's what is uh, probably the best thing is people to get the full information because there's no point exaggerating or lying to someone because they'll just, you know, see it when they get out there. I think it's important to, to show the ups and the downs. Yeah, I mean, the picture's um, there really, now, really I hope, paint the picture. Uh, for a lot more people, whether it's players or parents, because it's it's a big thing for both. You know, my my parents, um, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest in the family, so I was the last the last kid to, to leave home. And, you know, they, they want to make sure their, their kids go into a good place. You know, they're going to be well looked after. And, um, you know, that's why I think this is an excellent resource for people. So like we, we, we can actually share our experience truthfully and honestly. Yeah. And then that, that'll make the decision a little bit easier for, for people, you know, and they'll know in themselves if this is the right thing for them. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Now moving into our last question and then we'll sort of wrap it up. Um, you know, you said about looking at masters. Do you have plans to play afterwards? Um, what are you sort of looking to do with your degree? Looking to go home? Looking to stay in the states? What are your plans now, sort of with the end? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm absolutely beaming with excitement because uh, I'm six months away from graduating. I've worked really hard, so I'm very excited about that. But because I have that added safety net of a degree now, I can confidently go home and then you know give it give it one last shot, try to get a contract somewhere, and knowing that, you know, if it didn't work out for whatever reason, I've got that degree. And I'm also applying for graduate positions at universities out here. I may even consider staying where I am right now because I like it that much. 
um, you know, I'm in a very positive place and I'm excited to see where I end up. Exactly, mate. And that's, you know, the sky's the limit for you. And that's what, you know, we're excited to see sort of where you end up. Obviously, uh, it's changed our lives and it has done with you. And I think that's, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to see. And, um, you know, we wish you sort of all the best for that. But look, you know, really thanks for coming on. Um, and thanks for sort of going into detail that you did. Um, and, you know, it's it's hopefully given some people a better idea um, who are a little bit cautious or, like we said, like, like I was a little bit sceptical about what this whole experience entails. Um, and, you know, we're, we're looking forward to sort of doing more episodes as the, as the uh, days and weeks go on. Yeah, I mean, it's been you know, an absolute to, pleasure. Know. Thanks for having me on. And I just hope that for the players or the parents that are listening to this, that we've shed a bit more light on what to expect as a college athlete and what it's like to play out here in the US with, with soccer. That's it. Right, mate. Well, thanks again. And, um, well, yeah, good luck next season. We'll be keeping an eye on everything. Yeah, no like worries. Um, no worries at all, mate. Look after yourself. The pre-season, but yeah. All right, mate. All right, bye. Yeah, you too. Okay, take care.